Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Jenny. My name is Ryan. movie this week was Big Trouble in Little China from 1986, directed by John Carpenter, written by Gary Goldman, David Z. Weinstein, and W.D. Richter. Starring Kurt Russell as Jack Farton. <laughs> Let me say that again. Jack Farton. Jack. <laughs> uh, welcome to the fart cast. No, okay, so. Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, Kim Cattrall as Gracie Law, Dennis Dunn as Wong Chi, James Hong as David Lopan, Victor Wong as Egg Shen, Kate Burton as Margot, Donald Lee as Eddie Lee, and Susie Pye as Mao Yen. Meow, 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 meow Yen. Meow, meow. Yeah, I meow. noticed some said Mao and some said Meow. Yeah. It's probably a dialectal thing. Mm. I'm not sure. Sarah, what were they, were they speaking Cantonese in the movie or Mandarin? Uh, Mandarin. Oh, okay, so you understood some of it, right? or, or do you? Yeah, but they were talking a lot of nonsense too, oh. like oh. magic stuff. Yeah, mm, sure. <laughs> Demons <As>. and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Okay, so uh, as you can tell, we have uh, two special guests on oh. the podcast here. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, tell us what you do. Jenny, do you want me to go first? Yes, I do, Ryan. I thought so. I'm Ryan Veter, and this is my compatriot, Jenny Paladna. And Hello. we have a podcast called Clash of the Typins, um, which is <laughs> we play uh, text adventure computer games, uh, which people still make in 2016. And... Uh, it's, I think I just explained it. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, it's on the web, the World Wide Web at rcveter.net slash clash, um, which if you can figure out how to spell my name, then you're <laughs> right on track. If you're spelling it like Eddie Vedder, you're doing it wrong. That's and you right. should stop because you're making Ryan sad. Turn the first D in Vedder into an E, you get Veter. Put my first two initials in front of that, RCVeter, now make it a URL, dot net. Now do a, whatever that is, a slash thingy, <laughs> forward uh -huh. slash, and then the word clash, which stands for clash of the typings. I think we've, I think we've explained that pretty thoroughly. <laughs> the podcast, at least, yeah. 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 Is your interactive <laughs> fiction also on your site there, Ryan? Uh, yeah, if you just go to, like, I think rcveter.net slash if 
slash blog, whatever. Go to the website, look around, <laughs> find a bunch of. There's like pictures of dolls I made. Yeah, there's um, details of all Ryan's D and D adventures. No, there's not. Those there's are on not? my Google Plus. Oh, those are on your Google Plus. Never mind. I'm lying to people. I wouldn't I put those on my regular website because they're too dumb. Aww. Misleading, misleading the uh, listeners is one of my favorite things to do. So it's oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you go to Google, type in interactive fiction. You can look up. Uh, you've got a stew going, taco mm-hmm. fiction. Uh, Statue got me high, right? Um, I wrote that mm-hmm. the the video game version, not the song. Uh, Dial C for cupcakes. The ascent of the Gothic Tower. Just Captain keep on talking plunder. about the things I made. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jenny has a game called Dinner Bell, right? That's true. I oh, have yeah. one game. That's right. Uno. That is one more than me or Sarah combined. True. Yeah. You guys should get on that. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Well, yeah. you gave us that good idea for the please don't send me an outer space, uh, space game, but like, yeah, there's only two <laughs> options press the button or don't press the button. <laughs> It's the name and the first uh, the first question of the game. <laughs> Do you want to or no? Why? And boom. Uh, we've already hit the brakes on that game. I'm so sorry, audience. We got you all excited for nothing. So you guys chose Big Trouble in Little China. I assume that you have a special reason or uh, you just like this movie? I acquiesced to Ryan on that, so I'm going to let Ryan explain his... Not that I don't like Big Trouble in Little China. Had had you seen it before uh, we decided to do it for this podcast? Yeah, once. Riff made me watch it. Well, my dad introduced me to this movie a long time ago, and I really liked it, and it was one of the first things that came to mind when I was trying to think of science fiction and fantasy movies. Um, because it's, I like it. This is some good, good podcast. I <laughs> oh, like this movie because it's it was, good. And it was streaming on Netflix. Mm, so that mm-hmm. really helped make the decision for me. Yeah. Cause otherwise it was going to be the adventures of Bucker Bonsai across the eighth dimension, mm-hmm. which why have you not done an episode about that movie yet? <gasps> Well, it's it is one of my favorite movies, but we've been hitting the eighties pretty hard recently. So I've just I've just been trying to Wait. You know, I don't I don't wanna do all the good stuff right off the bat because what okay. are we gonna do, you know, two years from now? I see. So you're saving Bucker Bonsai for your final episode. <laughs> right. right, exactly. That's the end of the book. So you as can play the, the book. long game. <laughs> As soon as we're done with that episode, I just run out, shut down the internet. No one else can listen to anything again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Boy, that's going to annoy all the vampires. True. I, I guess I should think about the vampires before. Yeah, no one ever thinks about the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> what is she talking about? You know how the vampires have to live forever, so they're going to need to consume a lot of media. Oh, okay. Yes, that would... That would bother vampires and other immortal beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. There's no other immortal beings. Anyways. <laughs> what did immortal beings do before the internet? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, according to Anne Rice, they sat around with their shirts open and did play. <laughs> <laughs> Played violin or fiddle or something. Oh, that sounds so boring. Yeah. That sounds almost as boring as uh, going over to Herman Melville's house 
and having him read chapters of Moby Dick to you, which was apparently a thing he did with his house guests while he was writing Moby Dick. Oh my god. Yeah, it sounds like the worst possible thing. <laughs> I don't I don't know him as an orator. I, I, for some reason I put him uh, I put uh, Ernest Hemingway in his place, which I think would be more entertaining than her sure. but I'm not sure. Yeah, I've never really read Hemingway, but I bet there's a lot of stuff about like shooting rhinos maybe. <laughs> There's then a lot we of periods. shot another rhino. Then we shot a third rhino. <laughs> then we shot yeah, a fifth that's... rhino. Then we went back and found the fourth rhino. <laughs> and, it's, I sh- we shot the rhino, and it was good. And there was blood on the ground. And the, the ground accepted it willingly. And so did our eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lots man. of periods. See, that's what I'm talking about. Sentences that are like three three words long. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like a lady period, which surprised me. <laughs> lady, do you guys do periods different than guys? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess yes. I haven't read that many books written by women. Maybe I... Huh. Yeah. No, Good. if that's you read you... like some Cormac McCarthy and then compare it to Anne Rice. Yeah, or uh, compare it to, uh, who wrote Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Judy Blue. Judy Blue. <laughs> yeah, I did read Super Fudge. Oh, oh yeah, that was pretty good. So this movie. This oh. movie, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. It's an excellent fantasy movie. Uh, Ryan, did you know that this was originally written as a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai? I found that out while I was looking around. Oh, uh, yeah. that's crazy. After watching yeah. this a fourth or fifth time. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure if uh, that's totally accurate because it sounds like the first two writers had written it as a Western. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Richter came in and modernized it. And he ended up directing or had directed Buckaroo Banzai because that was 84, right? Yes. And so um, I think the the statement on whatever Wikipedia article that is that said that this was originally – a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai, I don't think can be entirely accurate, but it's definitely, um, it has a lot of the same sensibilities. Yeah. And, uh, I think that probably um, that might just be Richter's style. I don't know. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that it's at least in the same, uh, universe. Oh yeah. And you know, cause the sequel to Buckaroo Banzai was supposed to be versus the world crime league. Right. And if this had been, like, you could put basically the same movie in here and say that Lopan runs the World Crime League. Sure. And you could have the same movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then Robocop shows up and uh, <laughs> and uh, some oh, other uh, alien thing. Why did probably. no one make this movie? This sounds great. <laughs> well, um, it's not too late. I want to watch a movie where RoboCop just shows up, like maybe like a romantic <laughs> yeah. comedy, yeah, and then just suddenly RoboCop. That sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> when Harry met Sally, surprised by RoboCop, RoboCop. Yeah. he shows up. He's like, "I'll have what she's having." <laughs> yes, and then he ends up falling in love with Carrie Fisher. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 This is great. Someone write this down. 
Mm, no, that's okay. <laughs> I have a thing to say about the first scene in this movie. Okay. The part with the lawyer? The part with the lawyer. Yes. Uh, Ooh, which is Can that- we just mention that her last name is Law? Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> not, oh, not sorry. talking about the other lawyer, the lawyer from the oh. beginning. Oh. The lawyer who is, who's that actor? I thought it was Fred Thompson, but it's not. It's uh, it's a different guy. Let me see. I've seen him in a bunch of other things. He's like really mad at Delta House or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I looked over at Joel and I was like, is this the beginning or did we like miss something? Like, <laughs> I'm like, is this where it starts? Like, because I, I have seen it before. I was introduced to it by my dad as well. Yeah. Um, and th- what I just basically what I was going to say is that it doesn't have anything to do with anything in the movie. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. The, apparently, like, the cops or someone is after Jack Burton. Um, apparently, Mr. Egg Shen needs an attorney for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of this is. Uh, yeah. This like, will never come up later. To, when you get to the end of the movie, everyone is moving away from making <laughs> the first scene, the frame story happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're they're flying across continents and they're just He's going they're on going as far away yeah. as they can yeah. from this being a possibility for the for what happens yeah. after. If anything, <laughs> the lawyer should be talking to Jack about where Egg Shen is. Yeah. That would um, kind of that would not even make sense actually. Yeah. Actually, you should be maybe David Lopin since he seemed to have been such an important staple in the com- community even though he was a uh, you know, under Underground boss or whatever. Underworld boss. So they're investigating his death? I Pets? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, how much business stopped because that organization <laughs> was blown uh, up, you know? Well, like, all the prostitution, all the sex trafficking. Okay, so oh, yeah. The, yeah, the country has just gone to the toilet. That. Yep. <laughs> That actor's is- name is Jerry Harden, and he had he was on a bunch of the early episodes of the X Files uh, before the oh, Smoking okay. Man was there. Oh, okay. He was like the pre-Smoking Man. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. The the getting peer pressured into smoking, but not <laughs> agreeing to smoke yet, man. He, he was the oh, chew he man. was the guy who was like telling uh, Fox to follow the White Rabbit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, take the blue <laughs> pill, follow the white rabbit. I'm sorry, are you on first name basis with Agent Mulder, Ryan? I call him Fox, because I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> we call each other spooky. It's our private joke. Oh, yeah. it's adorable. <laughs> so the, one, one thing that I thought about this movie was that if I turned this screenplay in... Uh, um, to a creative writing class to have uh-huh. workshopped. Uh-huh. I feel like everyone would be like, what is Jack Burton doing in this movie? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, this is, uh, if this is anybody's story, this is Wang's story. This could be Gracie's story. You could make it about, like, any of the characters except Jack Burton. He's kind of, he's just, he's just there. Yeah. <laughs> being the white male <laughs> viewpoint character. Well, I mean, uh, He's not like he's a viewpoint character, but he's also like if the if the movie is a fantasy comedy, then the comedy mm-hmm. comes from Jack being a big dope. Um, <laughs> sure, but he's like the he's like the sidekick 
viewpoint character it's yeah. really weird and it's like what is what is his motivation like originally he wants his money but then he's yeah. like oh you can keep the money and then he wants his truck back but then he's like no there are other trucks yeah and he's like oh well i guess we're best friends now so i'm gonna go help you get your lady friend back and it's like jack what are you what are you doing in this story I think other than gets, being charming it gets to the point where he thinks because he's the sidekick, but he thinks that Wang is his sidekick. Uh-huh. And right. it gets to the point where he is charging in uh, just because he thinks that it's his job as okay. the white guy. You That's know? actually really funny. Yeah, it is really funny. Yeah. Okay. I forgive you, movie. He doesn't seem to have ego about it. Like, he's not thinking, like, I'm, I know what to do. If anything... You know, they put in those characters that are uh, supposed to represent the audience and they're supposed to ask the questions that everybody else in the movie knows and then gets answered. Mm -hmm. Except for every character in this movie is speaking in that rapid fire dialogue uh, that this movie is really good at doing. And, you know, when they're done saying stuff, he's like, what? What? <laughs> what? And they don't they don't stop to explain again. So it's actually like he's a more pure version of of the audience in the character form. Mm. It's like, yeah, if I was there, I'd grab a gun and I, you know, I'd do something. It's like, no, actually those guys would punch you and kick you and you'd uh -huh. get hurt and yeah. you still wouldn't know what was going on. You'd get red rubber balls blown into your stomach over and over and over. <laughs> so you flashbacks of dodgeball in high school. Come on. Oh, Lord. <sighs> yeah. I, I saw this as a little kid and I think it scared me really bad. Because mm. I, I understand why my dad wanted to show it to me because it was like martial arts and cool and stuff. But like, I think that the monsters and creatures and stuff, oh. like, I think that was too much for me, like, as yeah. a kid. Yeah. So I probably was like, I don't like this movie. And then I watched it yesterday for like the first time <laughs> in my adult life. And I was like, this movie's all right. But I mean, I can totally see why my five-year-old self wasn't very happy sure. with it. <laughs> no, yeah. that beholder thing. Like, the movie Cocoon gave me nightmares as a kid. I yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the trailer for the movie The Fly gave me nightmares <laughs> as a kid. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's a, that's a movie in the genre of juicy, The Fly, that is. No, no. Okay, no? never mind. I'm the only thing that's a juicy movie. Okay, that's fine. I don't know juicy. what juicy is. Yeah, juicy, me like, You know, like, like bits are falling Jews. off the guy and there's like goo coming off of him and, and it's oh. gross. It's, like, you know, it's juicy. It's a song by Notorious B.I.G. No, not Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> oh, speaking of songs, what's the story with this theme song at the end? Oh, um, yeah. Is this <laughs> the lead guy's singing or what? That... Uh, that is John Carpenter's band, the Coupe de Villes. Coupe de Villes. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yep. And uh, it's the dumbest <laughs> song. I kind of liked it. Big trouble. Yeah, whoever had the deep vo voice was kind of like, <laughs> not such a good, but like Ian Curtis sounding. Like, it's, it's like, like she's lost control in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, love will tear us apart in Little China. <laughs> you guys have lost me. I don't know. Oh, what sorry. You're no, that's okay. I'm not a music person. I don't. 
So what's your favorite thing about this, Joel? I know you like this movie. <laughs> what's my favorite thing? Um, well, I was you know I was talking about the rapid fire dialogue, and I really do mm. like the way they deliver all the exposition in such a like we don't really actually need to slow down to tell you what's going on. This is what's going on, and if you pay attention, there is a a story there about like the first emperor and a sorcerer and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the girl needs to be sacrificed and demons and a gate to hell or something like that. But yep. it's not like the way the plot is explained. If you're watching the movie, you could just enjoy it as this really goofy action movie and mm-hmm. not have to get held up on any of that stuff. But there's details that you can just like pick out. But, Besides that, my favorite thing is the way that Wang interacts with Jack Burton. Because <laughs> those guys are just buddies, and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Wang, Wang's a really good dude. He can kung fu and doesn't afraid of anybody. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, <laughs> my favorite thing is the three storms, honestly. Those were cool. They were cool. Um, yeah. It was probably like only the third time that I saw this movie that I started to be able to tell them apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now I, you know, I have separate opinions about all of them and I can remember which one is which. Yeah. And, okay. uh, so this movie, it stands up to repeat viewings, especially if you watch it the first time when you're too young to be paying really close attention. Right. I figured, sure. I figured that out through process of elimination. One of them is obviously lightning. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The other two could be rain or thunder, but I assume the guy who is blowing himself up is thunder because yeah. he, uh, because I don't know how that would make sense for rain. Well, I only know that because there's a point where Lopan is like, thunder, go get him. It's oh. like, oh, okay, that one's thunder. Yeah, and he refers to rain as rain as at some point. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> and Noob, Noob, which one of them is Noob Cybot? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, I, uh, let me look up who Noob Cybot is. Noob Cybot, okay. yeah. Is this a Star War? He no. must be a Star War. Uh, yes. Oh, if, wait, okay. If Star Wars takes place in other, other World or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um. He's a ninja. Oh. So, okay. no. Noob Saibot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Mortal Kombat. Um, but that's just a ninja dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Uh, well, like, oh. Raiden from Mortal Kombat looks like these guys. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yes, but they have, mm. a, they have a character named Rain in Mortal Kombat, too. Oh, okay. He's just like the uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion things, except he has a purple costume. Get oh, it? Yeah. What? Get it? Uh, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yes, I do. I don't wow. think I like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted to think that, or I wanted to believe that Noob Saibot was the name of a Star Wars character. Yeah, no, it sounds exactly like the name of a Star Someone Wars character. Someone in the cantina who doesn't get any lines, but there's an yep. EU novel about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like- Noob Saibot, the smuggler. Probably a smuggler. Probably a smuggler. Uh, he doesn't do names like that anymore. He's got like Egon Sleazebago, Bagano, and, uh, <laughs> and Dexstar, whatever the name of the guy is that runs a 50s diner in episode two. Willow you know, no Sleazebaggins. 
<laughs> That's from my fan fiction. <laughs> that sounds like an Archer joke, actually. Just get further and further away from yep, big, yeah, trouble big trouble in little, in little China. Well, it just you know it influenced so many things. We gotta we jump all over the place. That's it's true. okay. It really did. Were there points you wanted to hit on about this? Uh, no, I just uh, I wanted to point out some things that I noticed this time around that I thought were fun. I mean, you know, I thought this movie was really funny uh, this time through, and I I think I've I've always found it kind of humorous all the time. But it, like, it really made me laugh this time. Like that that part where Kurt Russell is pretending to be like a regular guy going into the uh, the brothel. Yeah, <laughs> wearing, wearing those glasses, and yeah. I like look at Sarah, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's reminding me of," and she's like, "Yeah, Chris Farley." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, no, Chris, Chris Farley doing the the van yeah, down by the river. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He's like, you know, folks, we're just, you know, I'm just, I I heard about this place from another guy, and I just want to walk it, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I heard about a thing. <laughs> Okay, my favorite part of this entire movie is when Kurt Russell, like Jack Burton and Wang impersonate telephone repairmen. They don't put on overalls. They don't try to change their clothes at all. They're not carrying tools. They put on denim jackets. I, I felt like they probably already had those. Okay, fine, fine, go on. Yeah, so the only concession they make to being telephone repairmen <laughs> is Jack Burton is waving a rotary phone around, uh-huh. yelling, yeah, I'm from the phone company. <laughs> Don't even get up, guys, I'm from the phone company. <laughs> that's, like, that's like going in somewhere with a baby, like waving a baby around saying, Don't worry, I'm an obstetrician. <laughs> I'm a mother. <laughs> yeah, like, what? what do you mean you're from the phone company? <laughs> um, my favorite part yeah. is, um, or one of my favorite parts, is like halfway in between those two parts where there there's a scene of rapid fire and mostly pointless exposition in mm. Gracie's apartment. And when he sees uh, the little girl Tara... Uh, uh, Kim Cattrall says something, and Jack says, from the airport. <laughs> 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 like, good job. You've yeah. been paying attention. Yep. Yeah, he's on Caught top Caught up of to it. the rest of us. <laughs> Wait a minute. The I'm putting girl. these pieces together, and she's from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Which also is not important information at all. No. No. Like, yeah. That girl d- doesn't really have she, much to do, but even no, if she, she has did. nothing to do in this she went I, home uh, after that. I got the feeling that she was supposed to be like a refugee that Gracie Law was bringing into the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She like she's in the movie as a reason for Gracie to be at the airport. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's it. Like that character goes literally nowhere. Yeah. So for Jack to uh like solve the puzzle is <laughs> As, I mean, like everything going on in that scene is essentially pointless. But uh-huh. uh, you know, <laughs> people like there's another thing uh, in an episode of Twin Peaks. What's his name? I'm not going to remember his name. But uh, someone is singing "Getting to Know You," and he turns Pete Martell at mm. the end of the song turns around and says, "The King and I." <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's the same thing when people realize things like a second too late and are really proud of themselves and don't mm-hmm. actually that's my kind of joke yeah that's my really name's good. ryan veter and that's my <laughs> kind of joke <laughs> a similar related thing that is my favorite joke is that scene in scott pilgrim where you see young neil lip-syncing along with the song get the lyrics wrong and correct himself but he's like oh. completely alone. I oh almost my wonder. Gosh, I don't remember that. <gasps> I almost, it's like the best scene. I <sighs> almost think that like he did that, the actor, and like they just kept it in, like because yeah. it's so perfect. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, like who hasn't done that? Yeah, exactly. It, it was so real. <laughs> well, I wish I could remember what you guys were talking it's, about. It's when they're on stage performing oh, the okay. first time. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just saw that recently, so I remember. <laughs> oh, cool. I gotta put that on the podcast so I have a reason to watch it again, I guess. I don't. Hey, yeah, that's f- sci fi fantasy, right? It certainly There's is. magic powers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The last person I punched did not blow up into coins. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't punch hard enough. I was very disappointed. You have to actually wow. defeat the guy. So, this is the first time I realized <laughs> that the uh, Pork Chop Express not only is called. <laughs> the pork chop express because it has that literally on the side uh-huh, of the cab, uh-huh. but it is they're he's like hauling pigs. Yeah, yeah, he's oh. a he's a pig trucker. Yeah, because oh. there's a scene when he pulls up into Little China, uh, they start pulling pigs off of a truck, and I never connected the two. That was his truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, makes, so when it says hauling ass on the front of his truck, he's talking about pig ass. I yes. Assume. <laughs> And that that sexy silhouette is actually the silhouette of four or five pigs that have been arranged into the shape of a naked woman. Of course. Tangential. There's a barbecue place in Mesa, and their mascot is a sexualized female pig. Gross. She might even have, like, human boobs and, like, lipstick on. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I think you do know how to feel. I think you're feeling (laughs) it right now. I know how I think I know how they want me to feel, and I'm confused oh. by them wanting me to feel like that. Yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we got a pizza place around the corner where there's, uh, you know, because we don't live that far away from the beach. Uh, they've got like a picture of a bikini-clad woman, and you know, I'm like, I'm I'm here to get a pizza. And I feel kind of uncomfortable. It's like it's an '80s mural that they had done of like sexualized ladies carrying a pizza. <laughs> And they've just never painted over it since then. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Is it a pokey stop? Oh, it should be. We no. should go over oh, there. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh, it might be the mural. I don't know. We've we've definitely got a mural that is called just called Sexy Ladies Mural. So walk around. Walk around over there. What did you guys think about? Let, let's talk about the individual acting thing here. I mean, what did you think of Kurt Russell? Oh, I think he's always awesome. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I was thinking because there's that scene where he like finally get turns off the safety and then like does a terrible job of shooting somebody. <laughs> and I thought, like, what if that was Snake Plissken, like just doing the same motions? And I realized that Kurt Russell is actually a fantastic actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I was thinking last night that I could probably just watch Kurt Russell movies for the rest of my life and be completely sure. satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a pretty great library. His outfit yeah. was pretty badass. It was great. I was. Oh, I yeah. bet you can buy those shirts. Yeah, he's. You he's can, a- but you have to distress him yourself. <laughs> you have to crawl through some garbage, or go to Urban Outfitters, where <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. they have crawled through the garbage for you. That'd be awesome if at Urban Outfitters they just had like a little tunnel full of garbage for you to crawl through. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, or you know what? Like, if there's a uh, fishing line and you put your your shirt or whatever on the hook <gasps> at one end, and then you come around and you reel it through the garbage. Yeah. It's like pick your own strawberries, except it's just dress your own clothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. F- I feel like you have to have at least somebody crawling. So maybe one of the employees crawls for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can like, I watch them? Yes, Can I throw yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's half of what you're paying for is watching okay. that employee crawl through garbage so you don't have to. Yeah. That's how capitalism works. That's All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I got a business idea anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Kurt Russell is just, uh, it's just delightful to watch in anything, ever. Always. I love him in those old Disney movies that are like uh, the boy with the com- the computer brain or something like that. Uh, what is it? Oh, the computer oh. wore tennis shoes. Yeah. And, I didn't know uh, that he was in that. There's one where he like eats cereal and then like he becomes super strong. It's like a series of movies. <laughs> I don't think I know that. Oh, they're really Yeah, I don't either. either. They're so- is he in The Mouse and the Motorcycle? Possibly. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not familiar with anything but the book. Oh, okay. See? And I don't think there were pictures of him in the book. <laughs> Just a line art drawing of <laughs> Kurt Russell yes. with his arms crossed, <laughs> looking down at this mouse. And the mouse said, I really wish I looked like Kurt Russell. Well, what does he yeah. look like? Well, here's Here's a picture. Beverly Clearly's book cover. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's Ray Walston. Ooh, she's... In the mouse and the motorcycle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Dennis Dunn? Hasn't done anything like that. I think he really he did a really good job as Wang. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like being like the guy who knows what's going on, but sharing the screen with uh, Kurt Russell, who's supposed to do all of the amusing. I guess not all of it. He's supposed but, to have uh, the face. Yeah, they yeah. have. They have good. Uh, they bounce off of each other correctly. Yeah. He's so offhand about it too. He's like, like Jack will do something and it kind of fails, and then Wang's like, "Oh yeah, um, one second. and he'll, he'll just go like kung fu all over everywhere, and there'll be eight guys on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Jack's like, "Oh wow." Jack's like the stereotypical like like American dude who's like. I got this, guys. I'm gonna punch my way through, and like fails, and then, and then wings the the understated like humble Asian guy who just like kicks ass and doesn't say anything. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. okay, now let's move on. <laughs> yep. Now that that's over, they have this conversation in the, when they are storming Lopan's castle. And uh, Aikshin gives them all that potion to drink. Mm-hmm. When they're just going down in the elevator, <laughs> it's like, 
you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling really <laughs> positive about this. Like, what is going on? That's my favorite scene in the whole movie, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like, if well, it, I think I wanted more of those, <laughs> that was like the best. I think that, like, and the scene at the bar right before it, where he says, here's to the army and the navy and the battles they yeah. have won. America. America. Yeah. The colors that never run. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Also, how convenient was that bar? Yeah, for yeah. real. Okay, but he's like Lopin is gonna have a bar in his office. That's true. I guess so. Yeah. I kept, oh man, I kept waiting for the punchline to be like it was just a shot of alcohol and like nothing else was in it. <laughs> like uh, I, but they were able to do some pretty cool stuff after that. That's true. Yeah. How cool was that Buddha with the neon lining? That was so cool. That, oh, whole that, set. that was so that, cool. Yeah. Is, like, there's so many things in this movie that are, like, really cool, but, like, I can't figure out how you would ever come up with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. Yeah. I wonder if John Carpenter or, or whoever was in, like, doing storyboarding just has these things drawn out and somebody was like, uh, yeah, I could do that. No, but it's like, yeah, all that neon all over the place. But outlining that figure is amazing. And like the little escalator that goes up. Yes, an escalator coming out of a giant neon skull. Yes. Yes. I want our ceremony to be authentic, but uh, we need an escalator. (laughs) That was the most Chinatown part for me because like in San Francisco, I've been to restaurants that like, they're like a neon bar that's like the Buddha lounge mm. or whatever. And that was like the most reminiscent of real like Chinatown experience, I guess, for me. Oh, okay. But it was really cool. It looked like it was in an abandoned mall or something. And they just oh. like used the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> You've got something there, yeah. Amazing. So, Sarah, do you know this? Is there actually a part of a traditional Chinese wedding ceremony where um, the bride is impaled and then the groom, like, licks her blood? Yes. (laughs) That's a good question. Not to my knowledge. No. I, uh, actually, I was surprised these ladies weren't wearing veils because that is part of the Mm. traditional. But. You know, maybe that was before this guy's time. That was like a very, very long time ago he oh. lived. Yeah, maybe. Also, maybe it would have interfered with the green eye magic. Oh, yeah. The eyeball, the yeah, the turning white and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Whatever was happening there. Yeah, they touched, cool they touched that Buddha or that dragon orb, that dragon ball on the ceiling. And <laughs> that's how I <laughs> knew that magic was real. <laughs> yeah. So that that part that that precedes them like floating into the the sky with those swords, mm-hmm. uh, thunder like goes on for a long time yeah. doing his yeah, yeah he does <gasps> and then rain is like <gasps> okay I'm done <laughs> yep 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 yeah what like is the point of that just because <laughs> thunder has a nice body that we want to watch for a while <laughs> also his blades were cooler that's true <laughs> they had like interesting shapes okay so I want to say. Thunder is by far the best actor. Yes. Mm. Um, Rain and Rain is like pretty good and he has those crazy sideburns. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Thunder, I don't think he gives us much to work with. I think he's like trying to look too serious. You mean lightning? And- lightning? 
Uh, lightning is what I mean. Yes, thank you. Lightning. That bit where he comes up, you know, through the through the pit, and you can see under his hat, and he's looking up, and he's like, "Oh, this is just kind of a dorky looking guy." <laughs> yeah, he does not look like a guy who would have super magical powers. No, he's just coming up there like, "More, <laughs> hi everybody!" Oh no, you dropped it. You dropped a statue don't put on that me, and now I'm dead. Head. I guess. I yeah, it's. I don't know if those guys were kung fu stars beforehand, like, but it seems like they were just martial artists and that they were just put in the movie to be tough and badass. Well, you know, mm. um, uh, Lightning did almost nothing. Like, he didn't have any lines, right? Nope. Yeah. And during that ceremony, he was just standing in the background kind of waving his arms. Like, maybe he just... <laughs> Maybe he's not a martial artist at all. <gasps> Maybe he doesn't know anything. He's he's the left shark of the storms. Oh, oh my there gosh. Go. Yeah. Yeah. He just is which is ironic because lightning would be the most you'd think it'd be the most impressive aspect. Yeah. But he's Seriously. I would I uh cuz I'm so young, I would use a different metaphor and I would say that he's the Ringo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that literally made no sense. Yeah. Are you a young person who <laughs> fell through a time warp? <laughs> let me, let um, me just read this. Um, his mini biography on IMDb says that he was educated in New York University and a degree in business and later studied film production and directing. Oh, and, uh, so no mention of martial arts at all? Uh, it says he was a ballet student, so he was a dancer. Oh, mm. okay. Interesting. Now, we're talking about lightning, right? Yes. And Lightning was the guy whose special weapons were blades that spun around on his hands. <laughs> I don't know if those were blades. They looked like some forks, and he was ready to dig in. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, no, wait, no, because Rain had, like, claw fork things. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Rain, Rain, no, no, I thought it was Thunder who had the blades. Rain, and Rain had, had, had the, like, swords. Yeah. Uh, when, they for, well, when they first come into the alleyway... Lightning is the one with the spinny things on his rings. Okay, yes. yes. They look like um, ratchets or something. Propeller heads. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. It, was, it did not strike me as being very kung fu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looked like it was from a different movie in a different genre. And okay. Can we talk about Rain's little hair flip? Because that oh was one God. of the highlights of this movie for me. Rain's hair flip. Is that when he, uh, he like finally <laughs> let his hair down after he took his his hat off? Something, but yeah, but he gets like a pretty girl hair flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is a very pretty girl. I don't. He's he extremely He's pretty. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and he does have lovely hair. I just want to I would say because <laughs> Lopin is definitely John Lennon, and so <laughs> Rain would have to be Paul, and that means that Thunder is uh, George Harrison. <laughs> hmm. The sad one. Wait, don't you think Thunder is Paul? Um. <laughs> and so, wait. So that means that Rain is George Harrison. Uh, okay. I mean, if I, I had, know. if I had to is pick the a, Sophia, if I had to pick the most attractive Beetle, I would say that uh, yes, that uh, that is George. Okay, because George Harrison wrote the Beatles song "Rain," I think. <gasps> Sarah, is this true? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, Ringo. So, which one is Sophia? Which one is Blanche? Okay, Lopan is definitely the Sophia because he's a million trillion years old. Okay, 
Um, Blanche reigns the Blanche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then lightning must be the Rose. Yeah. Wait. And then thunders the Dorothy. Is Rose the saucy one? Rose is the ditzy one. Okay. Let's see. That's uh, you know what I haven't I haven't seen enough. I can't. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Golden Girls podcast. Uh, yeah, where you we didn't talk adequately prepare Girls. for this Man, podcast. I am did so you? sorry. I am so, so sorry. Um, if I <laughs> can change subjects very sure. quickly or very slightly, which one of them is the Miranda? Okay, this one I can do. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So, Lopan's the carry. Thunder is Miranda. (laughs) Uh, Yep, because she seems the Thunder seems the pissiest, and Miranda always came off as the pissiest. The pissiest. Mm -hmm. Who's the Charlotte? Rain is Charlotte. Yeah. Rain's the Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just an interesting sideline because Samantha is actually in yeah, the movie. But not as that's, You know what? I wanted to say Samantha, Samantha is that, that was my beast. joke. <laughs> I just can't tell them apart. <laughs> oh, I, I Specifically, I can't tell Samantha and Miranda apart. What do you guys think names. of that weird demon beast thing? <laughs> Um, the one that kind of looks like Chewbacca from behind. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> it has like a Chewbacca bandolier that's all torn yeah. up. Yeah, I saw. Like, I stopped paying attention for a second, and then I turned back to the movie, and I was like, Chewbacca. <laughs> what? Where is this movie going? And it's like, oh, it's like when you tap someone on the shoulder, and it's not your girlfriend. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. I'm sorry, I thought you were Chewbacca. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. Oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, if you like, if you watch this movie several times. Then you can kind of tell that the Chewbacca monster is basically engineered towards showing up at the very end. Yes. Um, like he's iconic and spooky, but he doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. And so you don't notice that we don't get rid of him at the end. Uh. Uh, it's kind of perfect in that way. I mean, the alternate would have been like having the beholder be in that guy's truck, but I, I really, <laughs> oh, okay. I really like. The beholder getting stabbed by that sword because yeah. that is so funny. No, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh! And it does that face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just stabbed me with a sword. I don't like it. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting that for like most, uh, like uh, pretty much half the movie, right? It's like just martial arts and some special lightning like magic stuff. Yeah. And then the creatures show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? If it weren't for the opening scene where Egg does the force lightning, mm-hmm. um, th- there would be like a full full third of the movie where there's no magic. Sure. Yeah. That's true. Not until they get confronted in the street and uh, Lopan yeah. opens his eyeballs and is like, Wah! or whatever. Yeah. He's and that's like 20 minutes. Yeah. I feel like that might have been stronger just to cut that scene at the beginning well, and it keep wasn't- it no magic. And then it's like, crazier when Lopan suddenly bust out with it. It wasn't originally like they they cut the movie originally without that scene and mm-hmm. then people didn't get that I don't know like there were some people didn't understand some information I guess. They didn't know mm-hmm. what the purpose of Jack Burton's character was. They're like isn't he the hero? <laughs> Shouldn't somebody say he's the hero? <laughs> okay. So yeah. 
the people and I read John Carpenter whining about this. The people, mm. the studio did not understand what this movie was because Jack Burton is not the hero. He's just the guy who happens to be there and thinks uh-huh. he's the hero. I mean, it, it that is, sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get. I guess I. It this. I'm going to be honest. This isn't my favorite movie in the world, but oh, I like oh. I like it. I think the reason I I didn't like it when I was little is because that creature we were talking about like looked kind of like Ludo from the Labyrinth, but like way oh, scarier. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and it was like turning Ludo, something creepy. I thought was friendly into something like greasy scary. Bad. But I, I think it really sucks that John Carpenter wanted to do this cool martial arts movie and and have, mm-hmm. like, an unusual... I mean, at the time, you didn't see American-made movies like this with oh. a, a huge Asian cast and, like, the heartthrob or whatever is cast as the sidekick. Like, it just kind of sucks that they, that they made him feel that way about it, like, mm-hmm. and didn't embrace what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that the real crime in this movie, when it comes to 1980s, is at the end of the movie, Margot is hitting on Eddie. Yeah, where did that come from? It's just stupid. It's, it's <laughs> well, I, th- it's, I think it's fine. Movies are dumb, but it's like, at what point do they even talk to each other? Did I miss something? They're in the thick of it. Together. I think you. Here's what you missed. Okay. Um, Eddie walks in. His he comes into the movie the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, Wang says, this is Eddie. He's the new Mater D at my restaurant. And uh-huh. he says, and a whole lot more. So, <laughs> okay. What you uh-huh. didn't see was that whole lot more. And that's what Margot did see. By the way, Margot oh. is a completely terrible character. Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> at least at least she was realistic in as far as all reporters say their stories out loud one word at a time while writing them. Do you get, do you guys not do that? <laughs> no, I totally do. Okay, that. okay, good. Only when I'm writing for the newspaper. <laughs> all has become so stranger. What did she write? It's the stuff that she writes is even oh, yeah. terrible. Oh yeah, th- <laughs> I think your I think your headlines big trouble in Little China. Yeah. <laughs> A most inconvenient truth in Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, not. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't think anything was wrong with her character, but she didn't. I mean, she wasn't necessary to the plot. I guess. <laughs> no. I I mean, it, it gave uh, Gracie a reason to run in there because. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to conserve characters, they could have given like they could have made Tara an actual character and then she could have come along. That would have been really cool. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that would be cool. It was like they wanted her to have a girlfriend to chat with from time to time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it was really weird. She was the um oh what's her name? April's friend from Teenage Mutant Ninja Irma? Turtles. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> she was the Irma, all right. She was the Irma. Yeah. 
She was that mousy looking friend. No, I don't. <laughs> That's not true. Do you, do you think that that was the purpose? Like, we were like, oh, we're not sure Kim Cattrall's going to be attractive enough in this movie. We need to, like, make really sure that people understand that Kim Cattrall is hot. <laughs> she, so she is she is that friend. Okay, okay. okay uh-huh. that makes, mm, I don't have one of those friends anymore. Dang. No one. <laughs> that, that's an excellent explanation. I don't think I can think of any other reason why. Because she... She could have been the uh, also news por- reporter, not just like they said she's a lawyer. Yeah, but there's no reason. Yeah, no. Yeah. Gracie would have been who a- wants to rescue Tara for you yeah. know whatever. Yeah, that would have worked really well. It explains why she's putting herself into these dangerous situations. You know, I got to mm-hmm. get the scoop. Yeah, no, she's totally the spunky reporter archetype, and then they yeah. give that job to a weird mousy lady. Yeah, yeah, mannequin on the huh. move and all. Yeah. Mannequin on the move indeed. I don't think that we've talked enough about Mr. David Lopan. Oh, yeah. uh, Can we talk uh, about his name being David? Well, he adopted the name David when he started operating in the U.S., obviously. Sure. Yeah, no, obviously. And it's kind of hilarious because then he gets called Dave. It's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, I don't, there's something about just. um, James Hong is so good. Absolutely. James Hong is fantastic. Yeah. Um, The way that he's so like, he's got like an evil plan, but he also just like screwing with people who like, (laughs) he could just. You know, immediately murder whoever he wants, but he keeps uh, his enemies around so he can cackle at them. And the uh, the whole thing about like he's has his weird Muppet form where he's (laughs) stuck in a wheelchair and then he has his crazy spirit form who can walk through walls. I guess there are other characters like that in fantasy, but this is the best one Mm. or the original. Probably not the original. Yeah, I think he's the, the best, though. I think I that he's a great villain. I didn't really understand how that worked, like, logistically, because I know that the Emperor cursed him to be without flesh. So that explains the ghost form. Mm-hmm. But then is the, are we, is this like a Kate Sith situation? What's the dude in the chair? <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I- <laughs> I think I think I can I can offer my own interpretation. Okay. But okay. it's not gonna it's not gonna work all the way. Okay. okay. This is going um, on the official record. I know. Yeah. Keep going though. Please write in <laughs> to type <laughs> underscore ins and let me know yeah. what's wrong with this explanation. Um Okay, Lopan was a super sorcerer two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And achieved immortality, but because of whatever curse, and I forget the specifics, um, or the first emperor of China, mm-hmm. uh, put this curse on him. Um, and the form that the curse takes is that his actual body, uh, keeps getting more and more decrepit, uh, when as an immortal, he should be the, oh. uh, you know, eternally young. Mm-hmm. And so okay. he, uh, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so we could posit that being a powerful sorcerer, he like he's the one in charge of like projecting his immortal self as an incorporeal spirit mm-hmm. into the world, but he's also like his his actual body is deteriorating. But then, like that guy, that guy looks like he's got some flesh. <laughs> Um, he does have, yeah, the fact that it's called the curse of no flesh yeah. is the hole in my theory. Yeah. yeah. Well, nobody touches him when he's in the wheelchair, but he's also, there. there's that scene where he's like uh, floating next to uh, Meow, Meow Yun Yin or whatever. Oh, that's so and creepy. And he's like, yeah, he's purposely touching in a certain area that, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that, but he can't touch her, right? Uh, later, yeah. when they're mm-hmm. in the ceremony, he's grabbing her arm to poke her with a needle. I don't. That's because he's, by poking her with a needle, he's achieving marriage and undoing the curse. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't <laughs> poked her with the needle before. I'm hmm. um, just, you know. Uh, that's true. It's like a catch 22. And you're married. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so this is this is tall, creepy Lopan, yes. right? Because he shouldn't even be able to hold in Hedon. Yeah, that's what I'm, uh, yeah. yeah, but if he if Ching Dai, the god of the East, didn't <laughs> uh-huh. give him the power to hold the needle, then he would never be able to marry one at all. Maybe it's part of the so ceremony, like yeah. You get this one mm. this one time, the only time that you can touch anyone huh. maybe it's, is to poke it's them like with ghost the dad, love He's needle. concentrating really hard and then he can move from <laughs> the yes. ghost itself. It's ghost, yeah. He's standing behind her while she's doing the pottery wheel. Yeah, he poking it, poking it with a needle. He learned it from some guy on the subway. Like, you gotta poke her with a needle, man. <laughs> you know, if it was the old guy doing the marriage ceremony, I would just accept everything. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then he could like in the middle of the marriage ceremony like turn into the yeah. amalgamated normal form. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then you'd be like, oh, that it worked. Okay, he's yeah. yeah. Oh, the old guy in the chair, but he's wearing the uh, the tall wizard costume, but he's still in the wheelchair. Uh, that's not how I saw yes. it, but that is also I possible. Mean, he's standing like on the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, is it a thing about, like, Chinese emperor hats that they have needles going through the head? They, they oh, the, yeah, I noticed that, too. Bind okay. up his hair, I, didn't, I would assume. Yeah. Okay, it's like I didn't a know Steve if that Martin was foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> it, it, it does look like the needle is going straight through his head. <laughs> he had an accident. I I think they made him a little bit creepier for the sake of the movie, but there were some weird things that people wore in their hair in ancient China, um, but mostly, mm. like, like rock like jade combs and like sticks mm. to hold their hair back so i think it was like a stick in the hat but like a sharp stick like a pin it was like they designed the hat to look like there was a stick stuck in it i think so i think they okay. i think it was part of the i don't know i'm it, not familiar with this folklore if it is in fact real <laughs> it would be like wearing like a big fake afro and then putting the pick in the top of yeah, the afro yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it looked look like one of those uh nails from the flintstones like a gigantic nail that he's hammering yeah in some mm. bird <laughs> I love James Hong anytime see him in any movie. Absolutely. Have you have mm-hmm. you seen one of the movies he's directed? It's called The Vineyard. 
No, oh. it's a horror movie. It's it's actually really bad, but I love it anyways. <laughs> Where he once again he's playing a person who's like an old ancient old person, but he concocts these potions uh, using like the blood of young people, and he can become young again. <laughs> So okay. actually, okay. I didn't even put that together before that it's like is that <laughs> two different movies. James Hong's is that his yeah. real life goal? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. He's been alive for a long time. You know, maybe it's working. Yeah, he already figured out how to be immortal. That they did that for him in this movie. He's he's <laughs> using that sweet kung fu panda money to to buy youth. There you go. <laughs> Oh, man. I just looked him up. James Hong uh, is a Minnesotan. Oh, cool. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. He doesn't have an accent at all. He probably sounds like he's <laughs> So you want me to go do what, this I'd part? I'd like to see that. I really would. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'm a, yeah, oh. I'm taking the blood of the virgins, dear. I'm an ancient wizard. Don't you know? <laughs> oh, gee, golly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh my gosh. That's good stuff. I really want I really want to hear an interview with him now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Victor Wong was also cool as Egg Shen. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I I know I have actually. I just can't remember what. Uh, Let's see. I'm gonna Google Victor Wong right now. Why don't you go ahead and Google Victor Wong? I'm Googling Victor what Wong. What is Google? Um, when right I now. was trying to remember James Hong name, James Hong name, when I was trying to remember <laughs> that guy's name, I uh, think I looked up Howard Wong, and that turned out to be a character on Digimon or something. <laughs> is it? I don't know. No, that's some. I was. I used something other. Henry Wong not, is probably a Digimon. Henry Wong. Dumb tangent. <laughs> Googling the wrong <laughs> names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to. I I rescind that digression. So uh, let's talk about a little bit about John Carpenter movies. Do you? Would you guys consider this to be your favorite? Yes, I haven't seen very many. I haven't um, seen very many either. Let's see, John Carpenter movies. Um, you know, I might give the edge to Halloween. That's good stuff, yeah. Halloween. Uh, what about the thing? Or uh... so I haven't seen the thing. I haven't seen any of the Escape from movies. I really liked the thing. I only saw it a couple of years ago, but I really, really liked it. And it's it's Kurt Russell again doing a really amazing job. And there's some gross out stuff like in this movie, but but some really cool stuff too. We just watched They Live. For the for uh, the podcast, I loved that. Oh, I think that I like Escape from New York a lot, or I seem to remember liking it a lot. But I uh, have a real preference for uh, high goofiness. Yeah, and <laughs> so there isn't really a contest. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Why would huh. you make a movie about an invisible person? I don't know. Yeah, you can't even see him. <laughs> Stupid. I take it back. You hired Chevy Carpenter's Chase. an idiot. <laughs> you get him for that face. Come on. Have you, seen, you, have you seen They Live, Ryan? I don't think I have. Uh, no, I've seen I've seen part of it. 
That's pretty good on the. I know, I know the basic idea. Yeah, it's pretty good on the goofy scale. It's not nearly as slapsticky as this movie is, but it, it is. Uh, it's got a lot of like funny, funny goodness okay. in it, and it's a good movie. Yeah. Is it? I I liked it. Yeah, and I'm I'm super picky. Starman. <laughs> I love Starman. That's that's a really cool movie. Christine. Actually, I've never seen Christine. Is it good or does it have the Stephen King problem? I've never seen it either, just in case it has the Stephen King problem. <laughs> Plus, I don't find the concept of a sentient car to be particularly <laughs> interesting. See, you say that you say that until your own car develops sentience. Yeah, <laughs> I, I talk to my car all the time. She, she, you know, it doesn't talk back. But. At least I don't think it does. Well, oh my gosh. I saw another horror movie uh. once that wasn't Christine, but it was about like a semi-truck that was possessed. Ooh. Have you guys seen that? <gasps> Trucks? No, but have have you guys, have you heard of Deathbed, the bed that eats? No. <laughs> I've, I've, I feel like I've heard I've about heard this from it. you. <laughs> I think I told it, yeah, I think I told you about it before. I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. Because I don't. I don't want to actually see it and ruin the image of it in my head. <laughs> Are you thinking of like a hospital bed with teeth? I, I wasn't thinking a hospital bed. I was thinking like an old school four poster bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, with teeth. Oh, all right. So like, and it's like, is it crawling around to get you? I was thinking like it could walk on its legs. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that a hospital bed, because, you know, a hospital bed has more points of articulation. So it's sure. more, it's easier to think of it like moving itself around. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it has the power to like Venus flytrap someone. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Um, I think that like, and I haven't seen any of these killer car movies, but maybe it's because living in suburbia, there's always like trees around. Hmm. Like if a car was trying to kill me, I would just, <laughs> I'm more maneuverable than a car, even if I'm way slower. I would just walk. <laughs> You know, behind the garage, and the car would be like doing the thirty-seven point turn, trying to eat me. You crash into a tree trying to get you. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you have a a plan just in case it it comes to fruition that the cars do gain sentience. I mean, you just move. Well, I heard that there was a movie about a killer car, and I was like, I know what to do. <laughs> I mean, what do you do about the killer bed? I mean, that's what you know. What kind of plan can you make? I would walk out of the room. I mean, as- assuming that there's only <laughs> one bed that this happens on, yes. Yeah, simply don't yeah. approach that bed. I understand that part. Yeah. Now here's here's an idea. Mm. What about the movie where all objects become murderous? Oh, geez, that's terrifying. Yeah. So there's a car that's after you, so you hide behind a tree, but the tree tries to kill you, so you walk behind the garage, but the garage tries to eat you. So you go into the house. Whoops. Now you are eaten by a house and all of the chairs. I get eaten by and- a house every day. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a and it's slowly digesting you thing. Yeah. yeah. That's scary to For- think about. No way out. You wouldn't have any way out if everything could hurt you. God, what if yeah. I try to drink a Diet Coke and it tries to eat me? Oh, man. It's <laughs> really upsetting. Well, that's scarier than zombies. Put on my shoes, the- start eating my feet. All right. I don't... <laughs> Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about this uh, big trouble? Because I didn't... Uh... I have I have something oh, I want please, to say. Oh, please, please. A thousand years ago, huge earthquakes turned the world upside down. Correct. 
many normal people were killed. Yes. <laughs> I just thought you should know. Okay. Oh, man. Thank you, Mr. Shen. Uh, is, I, was anyone else wondering exactly what he meant by normal people? I think uh, we all know I what he means. Me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I, he I must be talking about, like, non-sorcerers. Mm. I'm pretty sure that Egg Shen is at least hundreds of years old. Probably not as old as Lopan. Sure. But, Pretty well, he's old. Been, yeah, he's talked about he's been battling uh, Lopan for a long time. He doesn't say exactly how long, but it's interesting when they're fighting each other and he's like, ah, peasant magic. Like, what? What? Yes, yeah. that's so yeah. good. <laughs> oh my gosh. that That's the thing. I think that, like, in a lot of ways, the script is possibly deliberately and possibly not deliberately just sloppy and weird and people are saying things that don't really need to be said but the <laughs> overall effect is that you get the idea that there's a lot more going on in this world uh -huh. than we know about yeah. uh -huh. and that's really nice I really appreciate that Yeah, and calling a guy magic peasant magic is just a really great detail yeah. I think if I picture this movie as like a and d game instead of like what it is, that it makes a lot more sense to me. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, like the, the different levels of magic, like he was saying, like peasant magic, or like the insinuation that there are other things around that you might be able to grab onto and use to help you, or um, the turns that the characters make. What kind of character do you think Kurt Russell would be? <laughs> um, rogue, right? Uh, Although he acts be. more like a fighter, he might be a rogue with a really low dex. He has a low intelligence <laughs> too, I think. Unfortunately, he's got more than one dump stat. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, he's he's a rogue who chose to focus on charisma and uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, totally. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Let's talk about what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Charisma. <laughs> the whole, like, the layout of the, like, returning to this dungeon and, like, going to new levels is really, like, video gamey. Yeah. And I don't know how much that could have actually been the inspiration, unless W.D. Richter is a huge nerd. But, like, if this game were a D&D campaign or a, a video game... You could collect a six demon bag. Definitely. And you could uh, <laughs> crawl through a weird, whatever that thing is, where they go underground. Take an enhancement potion. Yeah. Absolutely. They must have spent so much money on building this stuff. Because once they're done with something, they move on and they don't go back to it. And they're all pretty elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't have to go back to that same set that they already built because they've they have something even cooler that you're going to see next. Like, Yeah, that was a totally linear dungeon experience. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. The, I, this is way too late to be bringing this up, but it was something that <laughs> bugged me as I kept watching. The movie has a really weird sense of space and of mm. like things being above or below each other. Oh, yeah. Like they point out elevator buttons a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like going up and down holes and ladders and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get the impression that like Lopan's uh, awesome office is on like the negative 600th floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that... Yeah. Okay, so at the end, when they're escaping, uh, Thunder blows up. He knocks off that part of the wall. Then uh-huh. Lightning shows up. He starts going all nutso, burning down stuff. They realize there's those holes above. They have to go up at least two stories from where they are before they get to an escapable point. And that was after, I believe, they took the elevator up from wherever below they were, yeah. What about the waterway yeah. thing they had to do? Yeah. Where was the water? Uh, I hate, well, I hate water levels. and sewer <laughs> levels, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, because they're like they're on that level, and then they slide down the little slide into a uh, like the fish room, yeah, the room yeah, full yeah, of fish. Yeah. And that oh. like the just like the way that that room is, the walls I guess are the bricks. Uh, it feels like it's just like a regular basement that was built in the 1900s. And I I don't think like I think that they did not put that much thought into which rooms were above which other yeah. rooms. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. but the, there is no map of this facility that exists anywhere. Not yet. Not until I do the <laughs> d campaign. Start from the center and work your way out. <laughs> so, um, start from the Neon Buddha at the very yeah. bottom. Yeah. That was a little bit Goonies-ish for me, that moment where they were going through the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. That is like, there's a staple of the that group of movies that are like grimy regular person adventures where it's like, yeah, you have to crawl through a little bit of garbage and there's some sewery stuff and then, ooh, look at how fancy all this stuff is. Guess what? You're gonna break it. And, uh, <laughs> and oh yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, fake priceless artifacts got broken. Um, in this oh movie. yeah, that part, <gasps> the bit with the load bearing low pan. <laughs> <laughs> Entire line of Buddhas just like Rube Goldberg. Yes, I love that. The Buddha is just like bum 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 bum. Like bum. Gold. Somebody made all bum, those. Bum. I, I was thinking it was yeah. like perfect moment for like John Carpenter to find a liquidation of like a ceramic shop or something, <laughs> and he was like, "I can use all of these, all of these." I. Oh, they crush them in the movie. Put them in the truck. <laughs> real nice. Yeah, I don't know how they acquired yeah. all that stuff, but they sure yeah. did make good use of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many takes did they have to do with that domino oh, scene? I don't know. I don't either. Have been that. I mean, they destroyed. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like they're really knocking each other over. It looks like there are like strings and wires and I things. I think that's oh, yeah. what's going on. I think that yeah, was you're probably one or right. two takes. For yeah. sure. But some of them are breaking, so they like run back in and oh. like replace them. Because they're like full on shattering when they're falling over. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. It looked like they were being pulled down to me. Like someone mm. had like a, like a tire iron in them. And from underneath, they were, like, pulling them down and breaking them or something. Mm. I don't know. I was trying to figure out how that could have happened. We're just going to have to go into the movie business and then invent a time machine <laughs> and go back in time. <laughs> that order. That's the only way it'll work. Wait, what? but why do we have to go into the movie business first? Profit. Anyway, first okay. movie is going to be 
That one we were talking about before that I can't remember now. With RoboCop? Yes, RoboCop. Thank you. <laughs> when Harry met Sally, met RoboCop. RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Would this movie have worked if Kurt Russell didn't have a mullet? No. Ooh, <laughs> just no. Straight up. no. I think that's where he gets his power. I think he's It'd like be Samson. A different movie. Yeah. It would he would yeah. he would end up being way more capable. <laughs> he would do a much better job of saving everybody. I've got a decent it, it would it would be the movie that apparently everyone thought that it was, where the white guy comes in and saves all the Chinese people from the sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> So it's essential. Yeah, th- yeah, definitely. I was thinking that. His mullet, I think, is, yeah, it's a big uh, reason why he's been able to get away with so much stuff as he can. But on the other hand, this mullet is probably the cause of of uh, all the issues and big trouble in Little China. So I don't know now what I'm talking about. <laughs> Me, I don't, I... Ryan, you, your thoughts on haircuts. <laughs> I think that uh, there's a part in this movie around the time that a bunch of Buddhas fall over in vague domino fashion <laughs> um, where Snake Plissken is about to rush into action, but Samantha grabs him <laughs> and rubs the lipstick off his face. Yes. <laughs> that was really funny. Because, <laughs> like, not the time. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have that on the whole time? He was. They were facing off against Lopan, or yes, he did. Yeah, and it's I think, fantastic. I think they kept up the continuity really well with yeah. that. It's like they take yeah. him down. Everything's falling around them, and she's like, "Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> well, yep. it's it's as he's about to run in and help Wang fight against Thunder, yep. which like <laughs> he can wait. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like we have time for this now. Oh, yeah. she didn't pause him. Yeah, yeah. Then he wouldn't. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good part where they're like. We're going to team up and fight this guy type thing. It's like, wait a minute. Since when could Jack Burton do anything? Just that one time. That's when he's teaming up. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's never really had a chance. Like, he's forgot the safety he was on. He accidentally shoots a thing and it falls on his head. It, it, that was really yeah, funny, it stabs too. stabs that guy mm-hmm. in the armor and then he can't push him off. <laughs> like, oh, damn it. Well, those boots were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did get himself and Wang out of being tied up. Oh yeah. When they were in the wheelchairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. At first I thought he was just gonna knock himself over and then lie there uselessly and like why is why is Jack Burton on his back? Why aren't you helping? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Come on, Jenny. Interesting <laughs> use of wheelchairs. <laughs> That's pretty smart, you know, in most movies they'd like just have these guys like walking around with their hands tied behind their back and this one they're like, No, you can't do anything. Yeah, well, then it leads to that cool scene where he's barreling backwards down the incline yeah. and stops. <laughs> that that couldn't have worked physically the way he keeps from falling down that no. pit, right? No. That's just not a thing. It's <laughs> magic. And then, like, like wills himself back up <laughs> by making his face really red and grunting. That's how you get a lot of stuff done in this world. <laughs> it's that American know-how, willpower. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Let's toast to America. <laughs> yeah. Colors never run. God bless us all, everyone. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about, Ryan? 
I have a lot, a lot of other notes, but they're not very okay. good. Uh, goat butts against a hedge and its horns become entangled. Goat butts against head. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. When does that happen? Oh, something's happening, and Eggshen is is reading the. It must be a completely made up system of divination. Was what it looked oh, like I've, to me. I think I've seen stuff like that. Have you seen stuff like that? He's reading the bones. He's reading the bones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, think I said uh, he's reading the bones, and my th- phone thought I said, "Hey Siri." <laughs> 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 you should ask her to read the bones. Hey, Siri, read the bones. <laughs> <laughs> a goat butts against a hedge, and his horns become entangled. I honestly, oh, also, don't remember the yeah. scene that you guys are talking about. This is crazy. Yeah, no, Eggshen is doing some divination, and uh, Samantha walks into the room, and he says the thing about the goat goat getting his horns tangled, and she says, "I don't believe I've had the pleasure." Uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her acting, there were some moments with her acting. Oh, she's, uh, well, yeah, she's uh, not like, I don't know. She's done, I think she did fine for the part because she wasn't yeah. serious. I like Kim Cattrall as an actress in the, in oh, the eighties yeah. for sure. <laughs> I like her. I loved Mannequin. Yeah. Mannequin. And, uh, there was something else I saw her in recently that all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank on. Maybe it was this movie. Never mind. Sex in the city again. That's all. Mm, it all comes full circle. Yep. Yeah. All right, Ryan. That's the, keep pulling out of the bag, Ryan. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, all movement in the universe is caused by tension between positive and negative furies. How do you think I feel, Ryan? I lost a whole girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this is a good podcast for us to just say words from the movie. Um, it's on Netflix. All right, you rehearsed this. Negative energies. <laughs> yeah, I remember that yeah. moment when they were saying that, and I was thinking, we're going to get a lot of information, aren't we? Because <laughs> like <laughs> everywhere, like you were saying, it's like exposition. The characters are like telling you this, this, that, that, and you're. Thinking, okay, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you then feel Kurt like an outsider. Like, what? Yeah. Ah, never mind. I'm just gonna punch yep. something. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> punch, punch, punch. <laughs> oh, that part. <laughs> okay, see that. I'm uh, just gonna jump in that part when they're they're crawling through like the sewer tunnels, and they think there's something in the in the black blood of the earth. <laughs> and that, yeah, I think oil? pops out of the pops out of the tunnel and, and grabs that guy real quick. <laughs> he throws Eggshen throws something and says, "You will not come out of here again," or something like that. And Kurt and they just keep going. And Kurt Russell's like, "Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? what yeah, what, what, what? That, yeah, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> that that would also be my reaction. Yeah, it's peasant magic. You can't understand it. <laughs> giant, giant peasant worm demon guys. <laughs> yeah, it's the ratatouille of magic. <laughs> I don't know how much of anybody's stuff was real in this movie. <laughs> I think it was all like I think it was a fake movie, and none of it really happened. 
They never even filmed this movie. Thunder was all real. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think... Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I was... As soon as we started watching this movie, I was like, where are we? I mean, I know where we're supposed to be, but... Like, just uh-huh. everything seemed so crazy all over the place. And then I was like, this is just going to be the way it is the whole time. Like, we don't know. It's it's not Earth. It's a different reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a parallel universe where Chinese people are yeah. magic. Yes. So you can catch your breath yeah. in the beginning, you know. Everything seems normal until the airport when all of a sudden the kidnapping goes down and I don't know how that guy can see through those sunglasses, but yeah, uh, that, that's when you know magic is afoot because those sunglasses have to be magic. <laughs> I assume yeah. those were really good. I forgot about those. They're like nearly opaque with little slits. I guess maybe he watches a lot of eclipses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or he's like from uh, the frozen north. Of course, ah. it all makes sense yeah. now. I did like when they were playing that game in the beginning, because like I feel like they must have had to really rehearse, like throwing down those tiles and picking them up again. <laughs> Every day on on a set yeah. after shooting, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I should have gotten forty winks av- like on the <laughs> night before I finally bring my girlfriend home after like five years long distance. <laughs> Maybe Wing isn't that smart a guy, actually. Yeah, why was he no, doing this? He was nervous. He couldn't yeah. sleep. He was excited. His body and his spirits are going north and that's south. That's right. That's why. He yeah, that's true. That that's true. Yeah. All, all in the reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> I totally thought he was going to cut that. Me bottle. too. He sure yeah. doesn't. <laughs> it feels kind of like a wasted, like Chekhov's gun sort of thing, yes. where later in the movie we should get to see a bottle get chopped in yeah. half. Yeah. Well, the ch- There's a lot of stuff that never comes the back. The Chekhov's gun of that situation turns out to be he can catch things. You know, Jack yeah, Burton yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. You know, that scene, I used to, I saw this movie when I was probably like 11 or something like that. And I thought that scene was so awesome when he catches the knife and throws it back at uh, Lopan. And it still mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But this time I was it watching is. closely and it's like that light, that knife was not coming towards his chest. It was like somebody like kind of underhanded it towards him so he could catch it and throw it back. <laughs> like, Lopan, you're not trying hard enough. I guess because you're, you're mortal now, you think, oh, yes, this is easy. I can do mm. this. Huh. He wasn't actually trying to kill Jack. He was just tossing it back. <laughs> he was like, yeah. that's a nice knife. That's a Here nice knife. Go. It would be a shame if you lost it. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It's hard to throw a knife when you've got yeah. those long nails. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, his Coke nail. Coke nails. Yeah. He's got two. They like, grew out sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, like, it started glowing to represent that he was entering spirit mode. Mm-hmm. Joel's making uh, gestures with his fingers. With my pinkies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty good on this episode right here. So, uh, cool. Good movie, yeah, you guys. Yeah, really good movie. Good movie. You should watch it if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix, like we said. Although we just spoiled the that's, crap out of yeah. it for you. It won't make it won't make a difference. I feel like but. it's the kind of movie where you could hear somebody talk about it and then make something up in your head, but it'll be completely mm-hmm. different when you actually watch it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. The plot twists are not the yeah. point. Yeah. 
So uh, at the end of these episodes, I usually ask for something that we've learned from this movie. <laughs> Just a lesson at the end of the uh, thing and... Uh, so, but uh, rather than just, you know, spring this on you, I'm actually going to give you about uh, 30 seconds to figure something out while I read the outro stuff, if that's okay. Okay. Mm. So here's the outro. Yeah. <laughs> Email any suggestions or comments you have to podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Give us a like on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Outer Space Pod. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, <laughs> please leave us a star rating or a written rating. We'd really appreciate that. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. Uh, as for our next episode, uh, that's kind of in the air. We'll figure it out, and uh, I'll put it on the Facebook page if you're actually interested. Otherwise, you know, just subscribe. It'll show up in your feed probably, maybe. I don't know how this works. What about um, Where can they find your guys' podcast real quick? Uh, I know you mentioned it earlier. Art. Yeah, yeah. It's – okay. Typing on a keyboard. <laughs> R-C-V-E-E-D-E-R period N-E-T – forward slash C-L-A-S-H. Cool. Yeah, we're also on Twitter at at type underscore ins. And that's a good place to find out when the next thing is coming. Yeah. Or what the problem with the next thing is. <laughs> yeah, you can just especially search for one. it on iTunes, too. It just pops up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, thank you guys so much for guesting with us. Yes, it was. Yeah, thanks for having us on. It was so fun. awesome. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I'm really happy that you were on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love Clash of the Titans. I'm just saying that now. Yeah, so. oh, well, thank like you. So, oh, Sarah, don't give me that look. <laughs> she's she's giving me that look when I say something like I, I really appreciate it, and then, and then I think she finds it endearing. Ah, no, Aww. I'm a tough Aww. guy. <laughs> right it's the same face i make when i eat sushi <laughs> okay lessons so uh the movie had a lot of things going on for it it had a lot of uh cultural lessons we could have picked up it could have it had a lot of like spiritual things um, existential stuff you can really apply mm -hmm. um and just yeah. like daily mm -hmm. practical lessons for your life so uh, who wants to go first Jenny wants to go first. <laughs> well, if there's anything I learned from the old pork chop express, it's sometimes, sometimes you just gotta say what the hell. Yeah. That's true. I think that every every one of the different kinds of lessons it could be. Yes, absolutely. Very good. All right. Sarah Ryan. <laughs> Joel, you could think of one. No, that's okay. Lessons. <laughs> I gotta think of one. Gee. Don't have green eyes. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Good one. That's my lesson. Or don't be brave enough to embrace the naked blade. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> or tame the savage heart. <laughs> that's bad luck. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I learned the uh, Chinese character for Carpenter. Oh, yeah. Which appears in the lightning just as after lightning dies. Yeah. Uh, so pause it right after he gets killed by that uh, statue. Cool. And uh, it says Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Carpenter. I'll have to look at that, yeah. that up. Yeah. Chinese character for Carpenter. Yeah. So it's two of them. There's wood and oh, craftsman. Oh, cool. Yeah. And together they make Carpenter, which makes so much sense. Yeah. Sarah had, she spent a year in China, so they they adapted her, her last oh, nice. name, right? Was- My Chinese name is Romantic Lady, which is hilarious. Wow. Hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like we spent this entire podcast burying the lead for that reveal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because <laughs> it's because when I lived there, my uh, they they wanted to adapt my last name Roberts, and so they chose the character for mm. romantic, and then um, they made my first name Lady because they thought I was ladylike, which was nice wow. of them. But um, yeah, I, I think it's so, hilarious. <laughs> so like romantic, just because Roe and Roberts. Yeah, that was the closest they could get. All right. Works for me. (laughs) Um, Sometimes they put characters together that don't work as well as that woodworking. And what was it? A craftsperson and wood. 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 That's really cool. Yeah. I like that they also put happiness and happiness together for wedding. Double happiness. Yeah. Aw, that's sweet. I don't think I can go now. I just <laughs> a lesson. A lesson. <laughs> All right. A There's lesson. so many to choose from. <laughs> uh, the thing I learned from this movie is you never go double or nothing because you could just end up in a whole bunch of trouble. <laughs> whole mess. But, but then you get triple at the end. That yeah, is yeah. true. He's like, yeah, I guess I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> See you, ladies. Have a nice day. <laughs> Getting back on the old Park Chop Express. Uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Ryan and Jenny, for joining us. I think, yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Have a good one. Folks. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.